Is the Bible true? Can it be trusted? With the Christmas story, it's as simple as one, two, three. So says Paul Rutherford now on Probe. Pine scent inside my home, the quick defensive tightening of my skin as I walk outside into the cold, brisk air, and then the reflex of opposite, the slow relaxation of my whole body as I warm myself in front of a fire. These experiences during the holidays warm my heart, and as we look toward Christmas and hear the nativity story this season, I want to share with you one conversation starter that I use to defend my faith. Let me share it with you. It's really rather simple and easy to remember because it comes entirely out of Matthew's second chapter. It's not long and involved. It's just three points. Skeptics ridicule the Bible for its many supposed errors, holes, or inconsistencies. They conclude that it is unreliable. Well, sharing this quick three-point apologetic can assure them that the Bible is reliable and that it can be trusted. If the Bible makes three prophecies and then records fulfillments of those prophecies, don't you think that makes the book at least a little bit credible? That's what you can do by citing just this Christmas story from Matthew 2. Now, you might be tempted to dismiss this, saying, oh, this doesn't matter. But here's why the reliability of Scripture matters, because if Scripture can be trusted and what it says is true, then some of the recorded teachings of Jesus could radically alter your life. In Matthew 10.13, Jesus said, Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Or Luke 14.27, Whoever does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So does that mean the disciple of Jesus has to lose his life? Well, in a sense, yes. How's that for radical? If the Bible is reliable, then that means your life is at stake, literally, not an exaggeration, your physical life and your spiritual life, both. So, there's a lot at stake here if what the Bible says is true. So let's take a look, shall we? Matthew's account of the Christmas story records three distinct fulfillments of prophecy. Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, Jesus being taken to Egypt, and a genocide surrounding his birth. We will consider each of these one at a time. So, in the next broadcast, we will consider baby Jesus' foretold birth in Bethlehem. You've been listening to Probe with your host, Paul Rutherford. Did you ever think you could use the Christmas story as an apologetic or lead someone to Christ? If you'd like to find out more, then get Paul's transcript, Three Points for Christmas, at probe.org. Again, that's probe.org. Then join us next time as we shine God's light into our world here on Probe. Your life hangs in the balance of the Bible's reliability. That was yesterday's discussion. That's why this discussion matters, whether or not the Bible is reliable. The Christmas story from Matthew 2 offers strong evidence that the Bible is true. Today we get into the first of these three instances in the Christmas story that point to the miraculous fulfillment of prophecy strictly surrounding Jesus' birth, namely the location, Bethlehem. The Gospel writer Matthew begins chapter 2 telling the story of the Magi, the fabled wise men from the East, who came to worship the king of the Jews. They arrive in Jerusalem, the Jewish capital city, expecting to find the baby king. They are disappointed, but redirected to Bethlehem by King Herod's chief priests. Why? Because those priests had read the prophet Micah, who foretold the Messiah, the coming king, would come out of Bethlehem. In Matthew 2, verse 6, the writer quotes the prophet Micah in chapter 5, verse 2. 
You may have known that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That's a pretty widely known fact, which is also why it's a great place to start this conversation to make a case for the Bible's reliability. And it might sound something like this. You know Jesus was born in Bethlehem, right? Well, did you know that that was prophesied hundreds of years prior? Don't worry about trying to remember the precise citation. Just focus on it being fulfilled prophecy. You can always look up the reference later if you want to. Now, if you want extra credit, try and remember the prophet's name, Micah. Some skeptics may grant that Jesus indeed fulfilled prophecy, but that he did so intentionally. That is, skeptics basically charge Jesus with reading the Hebrew prophets and then deliberately fulfilling as many as he possibly could in order to win favor, influence, and gain a following. However, this is difficult to achieve when you haven't been born yet. How could he possibly have deliberately fulfilled anything when he was not deliberating anything at all? He wasn't conscious. He didn't even exist yet in the flesh. So no, Jesus could not have fulfilled this prophecy by himself in order to deceive and manipulate. What are the chances Jesus' birthplace would fulfill prophecy? Not likely. This week we're discussing how the Christmas story indicates the Bible is true and reliable by looking at three instances of prophecy fulfilled by Jesus in the events surrounding his birth. We're reading Matthew 2. This matters because your life and your eternity are at stake if the teachings recorded in the Bible are true. Tune in tomorrow when we discuss Jesus' flight to Egypt. The second fulfillment of prophecy recorded in Matthew chapter 2, the Christmas story, is Jesus' flight to Egypt. Practically overnight, Jesus' father Joseph moves his family out of the country, out of Israel, and into Egypt. Here's the text, Matthew chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night, and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. End quote. International travel back then was not what it is today. Modern conveniences ease travel today and increase comfort, yet it still remains difficult for us. Joseph and Mary, however, risked their very lives in order to relocate internationally. This effort was not undertaken lightly. Joseph was, after all, under orders from an angel. Question. What do you think are the chances that an ancient Near Eastern middle-class laborer would embark upon world travel with only a moment's notice? He risked the life of his fiance. He risked the life of his adoptive child. This kind of journey was highly unusual, so it seems unlikely this scenario would have played out under other circumstances. That is to say that it was merely coincidence and not to fulfill prophecy. When compared to non-biblical prophecy, this one seems awfully specific. It names the country out of which he is called, Egypt, not something vague like foreign country. No, the prophet Hosea mentions Egypt specifically in chapter 11.1. Further, it mentions the gender of the child, a male child, a son. The specificity of the prophecy and the unlikely nature of the event occurring on its own both point to divine orchestration. This was no accident. The fulfillment of prophecy in Jesus' birth makes the Bible seem a lot more reliable. Your life is in the balance of the Bible's reliability. The teachings recorded in this book can save your life. The bigger question, though, is, will you believe them? Do you believe that Jesus is Lord and accept his sacrifice on the cross to save you from your sin? If so, please email me at paul at probe.org because I want to hear from you. We're talking this week about how the Christmas story supports the truth of the Bible. Tomorrow we consider how another part of the Christmas story fulfills prophecy, that of a genocide. We're talking this week about the Christmas story, how you can use it to launch a life-saving conversation. Jesus came to save mankind. 
And if you haven't dealt with the teachings of the Bible for yourself, then by any means, please do it today. Three fulfilled prophecies recorded by Matthew chapter 2 in the Christmas story underscore the reliability of this controversial ancient text. The Christmas story is evidence that the Bible is true. Today we consider the third prophecy Jesus' birth story fulfills, namely that there would be a genocide killing babies. Here's the text from Matthew two sixteen through 18 Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged, and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its vicinity, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. End quote. The Gospel writer Matthew is quoting a prophecy of Jeremiah. To decode this passage, first keep in mind that Rachel, Jacob's wife, was mother to Israel's twelve tribes, and here she's a kind of symbolic mother for all of Israel. The second point to note is that Ramah is located in Bethlehem. With that in mind, the prophecy foretells of Israel's mothers crying in Bethlehem, mourning the loss of their children. The author draws our attention to the amazing accuracy of this prophecy. Not only does he get right the who and the what, moms weeping for the babies that they've lost, but he also correctly prophesies the small village. Incredible. What are the chances Jesus would fulfill the prophecy this specifically? And as we discussed before, if Jesus were no more than a charlatan attempting to self-fulfill these prophecies, how could one man orchestrate something as large-scale as the death of all the baby boys in one village? Plus, the Bible records that this was Herod's idea. And remember, Herod did not want Jesus around. Herod was attempting to eliminate potential competition for his throne. The genocide ordered by the Jewish king, an event that's part of the Christmas story of Jesus' birth, fulfills prophecy. And in so doing, it shows the Bible is reliable. That's a big deal because the Bible records the story of a very important man, one whom you need to know, Jesus. We've been discussing this week how the Christmas story indicates the Bible is true. We've done that by considering three instances recorded in Matthew chapter 2 that fulfill Old Testament prophecy. First, the prophet Micah prophesied the coming ruler would come out of Bethlehem. And Matthew 2.1 records Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Two, the prophet Hosea prophesied that the Messiah would be called out of Egypt. Matthew 2.14 records that Jesus' father, Joseph, moved infant Jesus to Egypt to flee a coming baby genocide. And when it was safe, Joseph was instructed to return in a dream. So Jesus was called out of Egypt. Three, the prophet Jeremiah prophesied all mothers in Bethlehem would mourn the loss of their children. Matthew 2.16 records that after Herod learns the news of Jesus' birth, he orders all infant boys in Bethlehem killed. So what are the chances of one man fulfilling all these prophecies? Not likely. If you want more, read Josh McDowell's book, The New Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He records 61 prophecies fulfilled by Jesus, and in it he quotes Professor Peter Stoner, who calculated the probability of Jesus fulfilling just eight prophecies, and he illustrates that likelihood in this way. Cover the state of Texas in silver dollars, two feet deep, and mark just one silver dollar. Now, at random, choose any one silver dollar from anywhere in the state. The chances of picking up that marked silver dollar on the first try are the same as Jesus fulfilling just eight Old Testament prophecies. Not happening. We have good evidence that what the Bible records is accurate. It will stand up to criticism that Jesus attempted to fulfill prophecy on his own, to position himself as a teacher with authority, influence, or gain a following. 
and the fulfillments of Old Testament prophecy we discussed cannot be intentionally self-fulfilled. They either occurred before he was born, or they were entirely out of his control. Do you now believe in Jesus because you listened to this? Please email me. I would love to hear from you. Paul at probe.org. Are you already his disciple? God has a unique purpose for your life that only you can fulfill. You are his ambassador. Share the good news. Take your next step of faithfulness today. Whatever that is, I'm praying you do. You now have a great conversation starter to help you get there. The Christmas story is tremendous evidence for biblical truth.